0: Praise the Lord and welcome to Kingdom Consciousness. Glory to God. The title today is Put Some Respect on My Name. And I think about um, the Honorable Michelle Obama when she said that about President Trump's wife, but I'm talking about the name of Jesus today. The name where it says in Romans 14:11, unto which every knee shall bow and every tongue confess or acknowledge that he is God they better recognize and then in Philippians 2 10 it says every knee shall bow and every tongue confess in the earth on the earth and under the earth amen that omits no one but we know that in John 1 the word of God says he came to his own and his own received him not he came as a light shining in the darkness and the darkness comprehended him not So we know what describes the Pharisees and the hypocrites did. All we got to do is take a look at Matthew 23. But God just wants us to respect him and give him gratitude. In 1 Kings 19 verse 18, the prophet thought that he was alone after he fought with Jezebel. But God said, "Uh uh-uh, I got 7,000 that have not bowed the knee to Baal. In other words, they continue to respect him They continue to acknowledge him. They continue to call him king of kings and lord of lords. And when we look at the word of God, even the demons believe and they tremble. They might not want to serve him, but they recognize who he is and give him his props. And then uh, we also know that legion, remember the demons came And they said, what have we to do with thee? Why are you troubling us? We beseech thee not to torment us. So even again, the demons know who Jesus is. And no matter how many there are of them, they're going to come in submission to God, even though they serve Satan, because Satan himself submits to God. Hallelujah despite all of his antics with Adam and Eve, despite all of his antics in our lives, despite all of his antics that he tried to pull off in Luke chapter 4 with Jesus, offering him all the kingdoms of the world, telling him to command the stones to be made into bread, trying to tempt him to worship him and to serve him, the fact of it is that that even Satan has to bow to God. The word of God says that when the sons of God came together, that Satan came into the midst. No longer a son, but he had to get permission. Oh yeah, he's an eavesdropper. Oh yeah, he's a voyeur, but he is not in the house. But he has to submit to the authority of the house. Just like some people uh, we have a president, and other countries have kings. They may not have voted for that president, they may not have voted for that king, but they will submit to his authority. Amen? Now, the one that I like the most is when the spirit that was deaf and dumb was cast out of the person, and they began to hear and to be able to speak glory to God. And then remember, that uh, we have situations too where even those that know God don't want to receive when God extends himself to those that are backslidden like the brother of the prod, so-called prodigal son. The prodigal was better than the brother. The brother copped an attitude. He didn't want his brother to have a ring. He didn't want his brother to have a fatty calf. He didn't want his brother to have a... a, a a coat or a robe, uh, well, and he didn't want his father welcoming him back. So that demon of jealousy and envy and covetousness and greed and self-righteousness took over this brother, where he couldn't even extend love to his own. But the word of God says, "Be kind, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you." And we see that also with the man born blind, the man that was born blind, the people were wanting to know, well, how did this happen? He said, I don't know. I don't even know his name. All I know is that I was blind and now I see. And then the man by the roadside begging, he got up with Jesus's call after he had said, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And all the bigots were there and trying to tell him, shush, shush, be quiet. Leave him alone. But this man cried out all the more because he know that he needed deliverance. But I'm going to tell you something. God causes it to rain on the just and the unjust alike. People who do not receive him, who do not acknowledge him, who do not yet love him or serve him, get blessed as a result of the fact that he pours out blessings. They get their share. But the word of God that impacts me the most is Psalms 150 verse 6, where it says that I bow the knee of my heart. Amen. Because that's what God is looking for. He's not looking for calisthenics. He's looking for sincerity. He's looking for genuineness. He's looking for submission. He's looking for worship. He's looking for Uh, one that loves him with a pure heart fervently. He's looking for yieldedness. He's looking for discipleship. He's looking for servanthood. He's looking for followers. He's looking for people whose heart of stone has been circumcised. He's taken away that stony heart and given you a heart of flesh, people that he can use, people who have love and compassion like he had. That's what he's looking for. So he wants the knee of the heart bowed. He wants your heart at the altar. He wants your heart at the mercy seat. He's not looking at what you're wearing, he's not looking at who you know, who you're connected with, or what you got. He wants your heart. Put some respect on that name that at every knee shall bow and every tongue confess and acknowledge in the earth, on the earth, and under the earth. No matter where you are, alive or dead or who you serve, you're going to recognize who our Lord and Savior is, even if he's not your own. That's something to think about. God bless you.